Welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, where every week we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under, with your hosts and licensed funeral directors, Victor Rubio and Natalie Willis. I'm Victor Rubio. And I'm Natalie. Say your real name. Say what you wanted to say. Oh, no, I'm no, not going to. Come on. You're going. I've you're... been into 90s hip hop lately on Pandora, so I would like to go by Ratatat Nat. <laughs> so I'm Victor Rubio, and that's Ratatat Nat. <laughs> and today we. <laughs> I really love 90s hip hop. God bless that station. Today we're here to discuss episode three of season four of Six Feet Under, titled Parallel Play. Uh, if there's some stuff going on in the background, because Natalie's playing with her mic. It's because it wasn't set up properly. Okay. <laughs> uh, this episode. Uh, all right. I guess now I have to ask, uh, what's your favorite 90s artist, rapper? You've got to be kidding me. You don't know that? I know, Do but you I you not pay to... attention to my Instagram? But you know, like, the people don't. It's you know? Dr. Dre, yo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Natalie just pulled a gat on me. <laughs> Uh, before we get into the episode, anything about this episode? There is a lot of symbolism in this episode, and okay. I didn't pick up on any of it. So I'm really looking. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do you know? That? No, I'm serious because I, I just you know now working with you on this, I know that you can like read into all kinds of things. Okay, and I'm pretty sure a lot of the stuff was supposed to be read into, but I couldn't pick up on anything. Are you going to be able to point this out as we go along? Because yeah, I'll be I, like that. That scene was probably symbolic. <laughs> but I have no idea what it is. I, I found this episode rather dull compared to the other ones, and <laughs> except for the final <laughs> scene, not that much symbolism. <laughs> but I mean, sure. Okay. Um, I guess we could start with the death capsule. I don't get how this plays into the episode. I guess to set it up. Uh, this see, was a dull episode. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't agree with you more. Go ahead. Oh, uh, basically, this death, this death capsule. A uh, bunch of young girls, you know, prank a basically in the phone book and they you know <laughs> this other oh i forgot i did have her name here no i don't have their name uh i guess basically pretends to be a mis- mistress and you know first you think that the wife is probably going to kill the husband or something like that yeah i thought the hus- husband was a goner and this girl uh caitlin left to her death i don't know I have no idea what happened to her. And it's not like they say it in the episode. They don't. They don't. She just... I I rewinded it because I wanted to see, did she choke on popcorn or something? Right. They don't. She just falls out. Uh, She's done. We'll get to it later in the episode, but the idea of that smile being stuck on her, (laughs) that doesn't happen. Not, no. Yeah. No. Um, Did you do this in your 90s sleepover parties? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we... Went to the phone book? Yeah, and we used to call... um, Back when we had rotary phones, remember those, those things that you like you would spin in the nineties, you had a rotary phone, uh, early nineties. Yeah, man. I mean, right. those things that we called nine one one a lot and then we'd hang oh up. My God. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, we I, got into a lot of trouble <laughs> and then we called the operator and the operator finally called back and told my friend's parents what we were doing and I had to go home. Oh my, see, I, I, I did a lot of pranks and I, I kind of still do pranks at age, I was at age 31, but I've never called 911. I, you know what? Let me take that back. It was 80s, okay? Because I was a kid and then 80s. 90s, I was a teenager, so. Much better. In the, in the 80s. Well, we didn't know until we got yelled at and then it never happened again. Wow. Mm-hmm. We'd call and like hang up or make um, gas noises. <laughs> oh boy. It's real stupid. Well. <laughs> Uh, yes, I have no idea what the cause of death on this on this young girl was, but um, I guess there's two things. For the the two things that has I mean nothing to do with the episode. There's 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 definitely like a horror movie theme element because you know just a bunch of young girls. You know that's always something, and then you think that the the wife is going to kill the husband, but like in typical Six Feet Under, <laughs> neither of those happen. Some girl, I don't know what happens. It's not like she. I don't know. I, I really have no idea. Um, our episode opens up with another like misdirect. Um, Arthur is practicing 
arrangements with David. <laughs> Just like, again, we have the episode on, so we're watching. Arthur touches David on the knee. And, Inappropriate. Well, I was <laughs> I was going to ask if you're a toucher, but no. no. I don't yeah. like to hug either. Yeah. I don't... If somebody embraces me, I hug them, but I'm not one to look for a hug. I would never... In- intentionally touch someone i don't even like the hu- handshake i'm all all about it the hug is so odd you won't hug somebody but you shove me down the hallway all the time and into the wall <laughs> and push past me and try to trip me correct so that <laughs> you're evil we're, we're, we're 90s rap man we're rugged out here uh arthur <laughs> arthur says to david you're the best i ever you're the best i ever worked with and then <laughs> he said i'm the only one you've ever worked with that was really funny you said that to me once that my podcast was the best podcast you've ever been on <laughs> and i told you that you i'm the only podcast you've been on i know <laughs> i wish i was like i could go on another podcast well yeah that you know what's so funny about that that was my next note is let's try and get you on some podcasts how do we oh do this? well not till my mac is fixed remember i have that issue well with you my... can come you can come to the digging six feet under studios and record <laughs> it is in my contract <laughs> yeah if anyone's listening and wants red a tat nat on there <laughs> If anybody has 90s hip-hop podcast, I'm probably your go-to expert. I feel like your best bet would be Charnel's podcast. Love um, him. Right? Love him. But yeah, if, if you want Ratatat Nat on your podcast, <laughs> um, yeah. God. <laughs> uh, and then basically we see that the, the Caitlin's family is into making arrangements with Arthur and David's just awkwardly looming in the background. Um, but it's a it's an accurate setup. You've trained interns no, before. I, That's what you do. No, I mean, I've been David where I'm just kind of yeah. sitting and I'm just watching. Um, I don't think I would give an intern this type of case. Well, no way. But you know what, though? There's been other times Arthur has been sitting in arrangements. I feel like what they were doing was like a brush up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, well, you know, his staff has has downsized with Nate going and he's got to yeah. get... Um, Arthur well, I didn't even pick to, up on that. That's why he's, he's got to get Arthur up to speed. You know, remember remember when Nate walked out the last time and um, he said that he has Arthur. Yeah. Um, you know what, too, though? Like practicing arrangements, uh, uh, and you could definitely correct me. Uh, I feel like I've been practiced like what pricing is, what that, how to handle, you know, someone who says, why do I need this, whatever. I've never been taught like, you know, okay, you're going to be the grieving widow and I'm going to be the funeral director. I've never, have you been like taught, like in, in mortuary school? Yeah, we like did that. Um, but I never, I never had that sort of practicing where it's like. Neither have I. I've gotten advice on how to handle. Yeah, no. Like right. before yeah. the family comes in, but yeah. I've never role played. Yeah, I, n- I never really got that. Um, I mean, it was good that they were doing that. but No, it's, it's good. It's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard to just be like. All right, now you're going to pretend to be what, and I have to take you serious. You and, know? But you can't. But you're not going to say the same thing to every single person. Either, no, definitely you know? not. And, yeah. and you know, the thing is too, like how many, how many times do we experience that? All families are different. Mm-hmm. You have families who are they don't want to be there. Families who are, are grateful for you. Families that are ungrateful for families you. Families that hate you. <laughs> hate you with a passion. Families where it's a it's a <laughs> genuine, legit, good time making arrangements because they're like fun. You know. Um, yeah, I just don't know how you how yeah. you. The only practice you could get, I guess, is experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically have everything slotted if you wanted to do Goosebumps, Choose Your Adventure again. Oh, here we go. Which which story do you like least out of the characters in this episode? I, uh, Rat-a-tat-nat. <laughs> I hate... I'm, I'm over George. So you want to just knock that out? Well, oh, let's knock out Keith again. <laughs> well, I'm, they're just boring me. Keith is doing uh, security for Celeste. Um... Who do you think Celeste is parodying? Now, mind you, this is 2004. So we're sort of over the Britney hysteria and the same thing with Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Although... I was going to say Britney Spears in a bit. No, 2004. That's toxic. Huh? That was still hot. (laughs) I love Britney Spears, too. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Is toxic 2004? I feel like it is. I feel like I tried to dance to that on a dance floor when I lived in Denver uh-huh. at that time. Uh, no, and but, I was hot. Um, Just no, remember that being a big deal. Right. Um, no, it, it was a big deal. Um, what I'm saying is always, but you know what though? In in the, the, the movie trailers for Seed of Chucky, Bride of Chucky, Bride of Chucky, which was 2004, they had a parody of Britney Spears. So I guess it was still Britney's been around since um, 1999. Yeah, 1989. Sounds like I'm a closet, um, <laughs> huge, giant you Britney said that Spears fan. Actually, really fast. <laughs> no, because I just remember being in eighth grade and then mm-hmm. being like, and I remember like the first time she was at the mm-hmm. fan club. All right, um, 
2003. So wait, who is she toxic. that's supposed to be a parody I guess, of? I guess, I guess it is supposed to be like a Britney Spears sort of thing. Well, who, who are you going to say? Oh, I had no one. My, my, uh, my only thing was Britney Spears, but I was just like, it's a little... No, Britney little Spears too, is 2004. Yeah. But she had kind of... <laughs> I'm like, I'm really examining the... Britney. I'm sorry, is hadn't this she, deep? Hadn't she already like re quote unquote invigorated herself by this point where she wasn't as much as the the pop dumb star she was like a little bit cooler now the thing is i appreciate you asking me that question but you already know the answer to it since uh, you're a britney she has right since you're a britney expert um <laughs> i forget are we doing the six feet on there or yeah, the britney I spears i don't retrospective? know retrospective i think that 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 time frame was britney spears paris hilton all that stuff that was that was the year oh i guess a lot of paris hilton mm-hmm. too Lindsay right? lohan yeah oh yeah um, and when they are listening to Celeste music, um, I love their cheesy dancing and like, I feel like it's one of those rare, uh, um, realistic moments where they're like singing and like intentionally getting the lyrics wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What did lo- you, uh, go, no, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, what did you think of Ellen? Oh, well, well we're going to get there. Okay. We're, we're treading there. You want to talk about the fire at the end of the episode too while we're at it? <laughs> Ratatat, you cannot contain Ratatat. <laughs> like, let's dis- move it along. Do you let's want to discuss move. next uh, season while we're here? Let's go. <laughs> Jesus, don't make me laugh. You know I can't control it. Oh, I don't Jeez. have my inhaler. No rules for oh. Ratatat. Not just okay. Okay. Through. Okay. There's two gats in my face. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Um, so when. I'm including just a little bit of Arthur here when he takes Arthur for new suits. Um, the whole idea where David thinks asexual and Keith is like, no, uh, homosexual. Um, I mean, we know, but like, let's take let's take what we know, the whole Ruth thing out of it. What would you think of Arthur? Asexual. Do you think, and, and part of me was like, is, should I say this just because it's like, let me put it this way. Is asexual a thing? We've been a- through this. Asexual is a thing. Hold on, hold on. We've been through this. We have been through this. Okay. Asexual is a thing. It's where a thing. they're not and you're saying what asexual is is not attracted to men or women. They're just they're not in they're not into this at all. They're into just everything else but sex. Like companionship? No, I just think that that they want they find they just don't they're not drawn to committed relationships, sexual relationships, nothing like that. They're asexual. I mean, fair enough. There just, are people out there like that. And I think Arthur is one and also a virgin. Part of me feels like... Uh, can you just check that you're recording? I am recording. Okay, just make a double show. Um, part of me feels like... I feel like the guy who's like, being gay is not a thing. No men like men. And then like in years, we're going to be like, oh, asexual is totally a thing. I just... I feel I, like it's totally a thing. Okay. I mean, Ratatatnat says it is, so <laughs> it is. And... Uh, Furthering their storyline, Keith is doing security for Celeste at Ellen. <laughs> Go ahead. In case you guys didn't know, Ellen makes an appearance on this show. Be here now. Love let's, her. Let's, let's Love her. Be here now. Uh-huh. You don't know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. That's okay. the, her song. That's her album? Her album. Right. Yeah, and it was it was so funny because she made no sense. And <laughs> Ellen was like, you're an idiot. And the way that Ellen can make you feel stupid, yeah. but it's funny. But I like she kept saying it. She was like, uh-huh, out in two weeks. Like, <laughs> uh, I didn't know that Keith using the bathroom for a celebrity is such a big deal. Like, I'm assuming he peed and he didn't leave anything on the toilet or anything like that. I don't even know how they knew. They prob. I mean, she prob. He maybe he. She's probably weird. Like I've heard celebrities like they do weird things to see if you're doing things. Like maybe she left one square of toilet paper on. I don't know. I I feel like analyzed this good in my head, but she knew. I mean, yeah. I mean, fair. I enough. didn't know. I didn't think. I didn't see what the big deal was, but they. Yeah. I just and that. Um. I think they. Oh, and then at the end they talk about how. Did I just pause my recording? No, nope, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I keep freaking out with the recording. Um. Yeah, and then they just kind of talk to each other. Uh, I, I mean, we'll get into it. It's more like with Nate and Skyler, but the the term parallel p- parallel play, like I get the idea of it. I just didn't know how it really fit with everyone. Because this idea of like you're you're next, you're you're not really into each other. You're just sort of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see it with their storyline really at all. I don't know if you did or anything else on their storyline before we on on where we on Keith and Celeste, right? Well, Keith, David, and Celeste. Yeah. No, I just thought it was cute that they took they took him shopping and you don't forget that mark that remark that he made about if I had a dad he would do that. <laughs> I mean I felt like sibling. that was kind of symbolism there. 
right? And then... Uh, symbolism for what? I have no idea. I don't understand <laughs> symbolism. And then I just figured that was like a moment that you would talk about. It's just Arthur being weird, but go ahead. Okay, so... Symbolism no, for weird. That's it. I just... I, I, I need some more... I don't know. I need some more with, with Keith and David. Well, yeah. I, I think they're they're purposely kind of dulling it to like yeah. amp it up just because it... Yeah, it's... You know, it's funny about it, though. Look how bored we were the past two weeks with Keith and David. And look how great they've been getting along. They have been getting along <laughs> Like, great. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just sort of like if there's nothing going on in your life is yes. when you're so bored. But, you know. Yep. Um, goosebumps, choose your adventure. Next next storyline you want to. What are my options? Uh, every character in the episode minus <laughs> Keith and David. All right. Are we going into... Let's do George. Let's do the garage sale. So, yes, there is the garage sale. Um, have you ever had a garage sale? Yes. How did it go? Excellent. Did you make a lot of money? I did. Did you sell stuff? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You've never done a garage sale? No, I have like twice. More like my mother did it. Um, and I just remember at one of the yard sales, my mother sold all my toys. And I was like, yeah, fuck that. I don't need those toys. And now what I would do to have those toys back. Mm-hmm. It's like, God damn it. Why was I so dumb? Mm-hmm. But no, she was great on yard sales. Uh, do you remember anything you sold? I had one uh, when I was married to my husband. When oh, wow. uh, when we were just cleaning out, we had a yard sale and we teamed up. We had, I mean, we lived in a neighborhood and we teamed up with uh, another another couple who came over. And yeah, I mean, it was you put the sign out on the road and yeah. people show up even before it's open. Yeah. Oh, no, oh man. Oh man. There was a point in time where I remember waking up early on Saturdays and Sundays. And it would be grab the paper yeah, and, and go just to, drive Oh, around yeah, yeah, and, we like, did that too. Attack yard sales. I won't go to a yard sale now. I'm just going to like a thrift store or something. Will you go to a yard sale? I just feel weird. Yes, yes. And you know what's so funny about that? We're recording this Sunday, the day before this episode's being released. And just on my corner, they were having a yard sale this morning. What'd you go get? I didn't get anything. I had work today, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was, uh, they have young daughters. So I think they were getting a. You yeah. No, but I love yard sales because you you'll always find something like I have all these old video games, and every once in a while you'll come across someone who's like, "Oh, what's this? I don't want this anymore." And it's like, "Yeah, oh, fucking score." Um, so they're having a yard sale in the house, uh, and the idea of like getting you know a uh, purging out the old, I, I want to save that for the end with like the fire they have, but we learned that. Uh, <laughs> Ruth and George are getting crap sent to them. Again. Who's doing that? Oh, you don't know? No, I thought oh. it was Arthur. Remember, you told me it's not. Right, it's not Arthur. And well, I mean, don't tell me now. I'm not going to tell you, but now, we'll find out, right? Now, now knowing what you know, do you still think it's Arthur? Yes. You still think it's Arthur? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> not with that. With that scene. Did you think there was symbolism? With? <laughs> I thought that was a very symbolic moment too. <laughs> um, no, it's definitely not Arthur. Um, you'll find out. The show kind of cheats. Okay. I'll tell you. Uh, you know, Don't tell me out. who it I'm is right now. I'm not telling you why. Okay. Uh, we also find out that the, the field of geology is highly controversial. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes, oil, Claire. Oil. Which I didn't know oil. Do you know I actually worked with a geologist and, at one point in my life? And on a scale from 1 to 10, <laughs> how boring was he? <laughs> she. Thank you very okay, much. Women sorry. can be geologists too. Actually, Such she was... racism. Uh, not racism. <laughs> sexism going on in the geology. Uh, <laughs> She Women was amazing. Yeah. She did a little stint where she was uh, in charge of, this is just a fun fact about her, that she was in charge of sales for the company I worked for in Denver. And she was a great dancer. And she actually became a dancer on the Denver Nuggets team. Oh, really? And she was amazing. What the f- doing what with geology, though? She That was her degree. I think she went to Harvard or Yale. And she they the oil stuff, her husband was still into it. I guess she just took a break, a break but she's back into it now. What is this uh, when you're into dinosaurs, paleontologist? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It was actually quite interesting to listen to it. I mean, you know, half the stuff she said, I, I, I couldn't tell you yeah. what she was saying. <laughs> I was just it I was nodded my head. I just don't remember any of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Back to the idea of Ruth thinking it's Arthur. Is there any part of you that thinks that's a, that that is maybe egotistical on Ruth's part? Yes. Just be like, oh, you're so obsessed with me. Stop being. Yeah. yeah. She's the one that's obsessed with him. I feel so bad for Arthur. Cause I know. It was really heartbreaking that he's gone. Imagine having that level of commitment to like your sense of pride. Mm-hmm. This being like, I, I can't even. Ascend, you know, he needs a job. He's living there. He's going to school. Just imagine just the uproot, you know. Well, kinda... he's pretty offended, and rightfully so, especially yeah. if he didn't do it. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and this is the last time we see Arthur. 
he's kind of had like a season. Wait, work. it's done. Yeah. He's not coming back. No, no glimpse of him. Well, you just broke my heart. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. Well, you, I, the only reason why I brought it up is because I feel like we would have been like towards the end of season five and we've been like, hey, what happened to Arthur? <laughs> <laughs> I've watched all of these. It's just been right. so long right. since I've seen it. So I, to I be fair, to be fair, the reason why I know that for sure is because I go I go read reviews of what people thought at the time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, you know, we have the knowledge to if we wanted to, we could watch the rest of it right now. But they obviously they didn't. So. Um, yeah, that's how I, it, it reminds me of stuff that happens in this episode and the next coming episode. But yeah, that's, um, we say goodbye to Arthur. He had about a season's worth of episodes. Um, I know Megan Rooney, who's been on the podcast before, <laughs> really liked them. And that's the reason why she came on the podcast was to oh, talk Arthur. Good. So mm -hmm. this episode probably doesn't sit well with her. Uh, when they're at the yard sale and Ruth mentions how she and, um, I was going to call him Dwight. Um, Arthur used to have a thing for each other. They, she talks about how they nestled heads. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I can't put this word, this thought into words, but the fact of how silly George finds it and how he essentially laughs at her is kind of like a green, red flag of maybe they shouldn't be together. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. Just like if he finds that that funny because Ruth is quirky. And she has her things. Yeah. You know, there was an episode where she loved wearing these pants Claire made for her when she was high. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like George definitely doesn't fit. I'll, I'll give I'll give him that. He does not fit. Um, <laughs> some of it's going to have to jump around, but George mentions what a folly you do is. Do you know what that is off the top of your head? Uh -uh. No. But he says when two people mistaken a moment of momentary insanity for love. That's That describes them. Right? Uh, yes, I didn't look at that. Mm -hmm. Plus one for a rat-a-tat-nat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I actually did hear him say that. And I thought, that's that's your relationship, yes. George and Ruth. I, I, I'm going to get back to that because, uh, it, it, again, towards the end of the episode. But uh, that scene bleeds right into Nate and Skylar. And that's when that whole thing happens, mm -hmm. which I guess is... I'll choose the next Facebook Facebook Goosebumps adventure. <laughs> uh, we could talk about Nate and Skyler. Um, we see that Nate meets. Uh, do, you, do you remember her real name? I know. I was I was just gonna say, is her name Skyler <laughs> well, Victor? Does anyone know her? Like, do you know her real actress name? Or no her real idea. Name? It's Anna no. Gunn. Okay. Now that I said that, you probably knew yeah. it. Um, we'll calling her Skyler because she's Skyler. Yeah, she's yeah. Skyler. This is like three years before Breaking Bad, so it's just kind of cool. And she was on uh, Seinfeld. Um, Nate meets Skylar at a mommy and me class. Uh, before they have their play date, Skylar couldn't have come on to Nate more. Question, do you think Nate was uh, more than others, more than other times, good looking in this episode? I feel like he was made to be a little bit more attractive. How? No idea. No? Um, you didn't pick up on that? No. Okay. No. I mean, it's it's nice not to see him have any facial trauma. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. no, I didn't pick up on that. Uh, when Nate brings Maya for a play date, that's where we get this term parallel play. And I just didn't really see it with a lot of the characters in the episode. Uh, and even I listened to the commentary and I, I still kind of didn't pick up on it. Now, let me ask you. I feel like we're going to have a debate here. The way Skylar ropes him in, um, knowing how it ends, are you okay with what Skylar did? No. Let me pref okay, okay. No, I'm not. Listen, what did you think I'd be like? Yeah. No, okay. I have like a little bit of a spiel about it, but go ahead. Your no, thoughts. no, no, no. Well, I'm gonna hear your spiel. Well, here's my thing. I didn't. As soon as I was like, oh, that's that's so messed up of Skylar. I was just kind of like, well, let's tell that back a little bit. Um, you know, any time. You know, it's funny. It's like any time a woman does that, it's just kind of like, wait, why? Nate's been doing that almost. Nate was married to a woman, yeah. Lisa, who he kind of always did that to. So I was like, wait, why am I so quick to judge whatever? Um, what Skyler, you know, Skyler doesn't know Nate's. All he knows is his wife mm -hmm. was drowned, whatever, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think being of how tender Nate is, she knows what happened to him in terms of his wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think a little cold on her part. Very cold on her part. It's not to say Nate didn't have that coming. No. You know what I mean? Like Nate, they both have a hand in it. They just both don't know they have a hand in it. You know? She knew what she was doing. Skylar knew. I mean, she was roping him. He is he is an attractive man, single. 
Right. Sadly. And uh, yeah, I thought it was a little cold. Like, I, I mean, Nate... I felt really bad for him. Nate is a grown man too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So he's not... He didn't get taken by his will. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of knew... He's old enough to know what he's doing. Um, I think he was... It was unexpected because it... I mean, in the other episodes, he leaves. Right. And there's, not issue, there's no issue. And then he thought that there was going to be something afterwards. And I think he was a little taken aback by it. Yeah. Uh, again, like I said, it's just Nate... Nate had this coming to him. It just sucks. It's that, you know, um, man, I'm totally blanking out on, on, on what, what I was thinking, but, uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, parallel play. I, I kind of just thought of this while we were talking. She kind of takes advantage of Nate the same way Sophia takes advantage of Rico. You know, mm-hmm. Sophia's, <laughs> I can't wait to get to <laughs> Sophia because she plays Rico. Like, uh, but, you know, Skylar here really plays Nate. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny watching, uh, watching this, this, this episode, uh, with my girlfriend, she, she's like, wow, this is the first time I like Nate. Cause Nate, <laughs> Nate got like the shit end of the stick. Finally. He did. Like, you know, yeah. um, I don't know. I felt bad for Nate, but I was kind of like, well, you know, sort of had it coming. Um, that scene, the, they have that random CGI that sometimes happen in six feet under where he's on the bed and. You just have like that camera pull out. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like cold and alone in the bed. I thought mm-hmm. it was. I mean, uh, there's that symbolism. Well, it's, I don't, symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> it's symbolism for sure. It's just not that subtle, I guess, is what I would say. Um, you know, even when Nate hears about the yard sale, this is before all that stuff happens. You know, he's so sure that he's fine that he even says, you know, he says the word, uh, "I have everything I have, I need." Yeah. And what's funny about that is. If you notice, Nate says, oh, I love these sheets. The first thing he throws out when they're having the bonfire at the end is sheets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sheets and a comforter, you know. Um, I felt so awkward during that scene when Nate and Skylar, because she's like, yes, uh, I, need I gotta you to go. go. <laughs> I'm like, gonna All right, I'll just wait leave. here. It's like, no, you, you, you also need to go. <laughs> um, yeah. That was very awkward. Um goosebumps choose your own adventure we have brendan joe we have rico we have claire russell and edie brendan joe brendan joe brendan joe in the bedroom uh and they sort of lose momentum as joe goes to put on a condom um first justin thoreau is absolutely ripped (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) oof I could just have that man on top of me for like 20 seconds. And (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would be fine. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, What did you think of this storyline? I mean, it's rather, it's really not that, I mean, it is. Actually, I like the story. I like it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I liked it. I like Brenda's trying to, listen. no, no, you talk about it. No, because you know what? I, I, I misunderstood it one way. And then when I was listening to the commentary, I unheard it. I heard it another way. So I need you to talk about it so I can flush those thoughts out in my head while you talk. Right? I'm going to, we're talking about those conver- the conversation that they had on this episode. Essentially, uh, essentially, yes, their, their storyline for this episode. Cause mm-hmm. they're currently at the time they are away from the rest of the fishers. Yeah. They are, they're on their own part of Los thing. Angeles. Yeah. Right. They're almost like an afterthought of yeah. the show. They yeah. can be like extras. I feel like Brenda has been the crazy, wild, erratic one for such a long time. Right. Especially in the bedroom. And she's tired of it. She's sick of it. And she wants to try vanilla for a while. She wants to go to vanilla. She wants to go vanilla. Right. She wants to, you know, just have, just be normal with somebody. I can't blame the girl. I mean, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And he, of course, doesn't want that. I mean, it's not that he's just, that's not what he's, he wants, uh, he wants a submissive woman. He wants role playing and he doesn't want normal. And it's hard. I mean, I'm glad she stood her ground because it gets exhausting. Um, what What do they agree on at the end that she just want? I, I again, I, I kind of I don't know why. I, I just I think I think when I kept listening to the storyline, I think I just kind of got thrown off that Joe wanted submissive yes. from Brenda, and then Brenda just freaked out about it. And I feel kind of like Joe is just ask. I don't know, like. Their, their final conversation. I tell you what, the only thing I have on their com- on their, their storyline is the way Brenda, uh, Nate, and Skylar are sitting on the bed is the same exact way Joe and Brenda are sitting in the bed. They're just sort of like, 
on the corner of the bed, but both facing outwards. But they're you know definitely having uh, outward. Um, their, their their bodies are outward. I don't know. To me, the only thing I picked up on is like how perfect would Nate and Brenda be right now? They'd be perfect. And I feel like Brenda, and that's what you do in relationships, right? Like you work on it. Mm-hmm. Two people just don't meet, and yeah. right. Brenda and Joe are working on it, but I could sort of already see the. You know, it's just kind of like the same way you don't meet two people at the same time. And two people don't meet at the same time. And you go running. Um, Brenda and Joe are at different points because Brenda could totally. Brenda wants normal. Mm-hmm. And She's tired of the craziness. And Joe doesn't. Yeah. Right. And that's just kind of like, wow. What? I mean, if Joe would have met Brenda X amount of months ago, it would have been like, hmm. oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think I found my soulmate. But you gotta you gotta be in sync when it comes to of those course, things. You've got so if you if part if you if you can't come to a compromise or do something, then yes, that's it's just gonna fail. Yeah, I really don't remember much of what happens to their storyline. Like I neither don't, do I. I don't. I really. I know eventually what happens as the series ends, but um, totally don't remember um, any of it. I guess um, Rico or Claire. Rico. 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 <laughs> Well, let's start here. Oh, Rico is... Well, oh, man. Let's start here, and you tell me, what the fuck is a half McHugh? A what? A half McHugh. Yeah. You know I what? You know proved my point. <laughs> because when they're trying to close the mouth on that little young girl... Oh, yeah. He says, oh, I see you're using a half McHugh. No. And so I searched the internet for it. Just uh-huh. like, all right, maybe... You that's know, not what that's called. Don't you remember when you, when you do the closure with the jawbone? It's called a, uh, what is that, a muscular... Muscular... Suture. Muscular suture? I think so. But when you're not using muscle there, you're using essentially skin. Hold on. First, let me back up. Uh Have you ever come across this website that was Snyder's Embalming? Uh, Yes, I have. You know what I'm talking about? It's like really like 2002, like GeoCities, whatever. On his website, he has, you know, you can use whatever form of suture he has. You could do a half Mm -hmm. Q. Mm-hmm. And then I started, all right, McHugh is a term for something. Searched the internet, couldn't find anything. I didn't go crazy, like, you mm-hmm. know, going to like the fourth page of Google. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find out. Why don't you email him? Email who? Email Snyder's Snyder? Embalming. Yeah. I feel like that website hasn't been touched in <laughs> years. But they did have classifieds for the longest time. Um, have you ever done, I, I, you know, <laughs> what's funny is we don't know... Um, what a half McHugh is. Have you ever done that where you go through in and out the bottom of your jaw? No. Through the skin. I have once. Mm-hmm. And what's, co- <laughs> I was going to say what's cool about it. What's good about it is that little dent or hole that it makes. Mm-hmm. You just put wax over it. And it's like nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. It is your most secure form of closing the mouth. But it's not the first suggested form. No, no, definitely yeah. not. But it's definitely mm-hmm. like, you know, the most secure. Uh, and then like just how we were talking, um, I've never come across a case. This doesn't happen where someone's stuck smiling. No, I've never seen that either. Frowning or I, whatever. Um, you have, how, do you know how many muscles you have in your face? There's Uh, something like, um, come on, this is comp end 101. (laughs) Fuck you. Whoa. (laughs) You do this to me all the time. No. Did you just F me on the podcast? She has three gats in my face. No, 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 no. Because if any time I say something that I don't know that's not embalming 101, you go, well, a good funeral director. Um, don't know how many muscles yeah, are in her face. you didn't even know there were muscles in the face. Is there like 56 <laughs> muscles? Because there's that saying, like 56. Well, that's what I thought you would know. To go up and 57 to frown or something. It what, takes less muscle. To, it takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown. I have here on a very quick Google search by the six feet, digging six feet under staff, uh, we have 43 <laughs> muscles in the face. Yeah, 43 muscles to smile and 44 to frown. That's You're what really I said. You're really bad at math because it would be... <laughs> really bad at math. 43 muscles to smile and 97 to frown, okay? <laughs> math is not my subject. Um, regardless, you have to move your muscles in order to frown. So even if in the extreme hypothetical, someone absolutely got like frozen in an instant, like one second to the next with their face uh, um, stuck like that, you would be able to massage it out. It would never be stuck like um, Rico is doing. No. Um, 
I will try and email this Snyder because this you looks should. like it's an embalming service too. It's not. It's not just a website. You should. Um, yeah. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> Rico heads to Sophia's and man, one of in a show where again it's about death and it's in a funeral home and. and you know, Nate's wife just went missing and she ended up drowning and half her body's eaten alive. God, one of the saddest things I've ever seen is a little girl playing with a Tylenol bottle I know. as a toy. Oh, but just the, just that the, is the worst. And her response was, but it has one of those child safety caps oh on. Oh my God. What a way. Oh man. What a, how, what a great way to show like that side of it. Yeah. Cause usually I feel like it's like, Put on the TV, sit there and watch, and she's eating yeah. junk food, and yeah. you know, or she's sitting like too close to the TV. What a great way to show that side that you probably no no one ever really thinks of that she's playing with a tile because she likes probably the shaking and the, mm-hmm. the red cap, you mm-hmm. know, uh, <laughs> awful. It is awful. Uh, you said in the prior two episodes that Rico had it written on his face of what a sucker he was. Oh yeah, he just got sucked out of fifteen hundred, <laughs> and Whew. nothing is more. I like this episode. I was like, "Wow, you're so right." But this episode, he he sort of has you know, puppy eyes. She she's acting like a really bad high school play. Okay, <laughs> she she's... was awful, and then she's she was like, like, "But I don't know how I would ever pay that back." And then she looks at him. What? You can't loan me that money. <laughs> what? What? It's almost like, you got to wait for my line. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, The way she sort of looks at Rico when she does that, she says what she says and then she glances at him. She she says it. She's like looking down when she says it. And then after she says it, she looks up. (laughs) I was like, oh man. I feel like you do that to me with lunch. Okay. Is anyone going to Chick-fil-A? And you did not go to Chick-fil-A. I did not go to Chick-fil-A. You're right. Because you wouldn't wait in line for two minutes. I mean, that's how long it would have taken. Definitely two minutes. I just, I, all I wanted some nuggets. My blood sugar oh was low. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I got on the second time why Rico has this crazy dream. Because uh, Sophia calls Rico this angel. Um, let me ask you. At this point, Rico, why is he like, sure, I'll do it? I have no idea. Are they still intimate with each other? Let's assume that I feel like one other sexual act has happened because they have to make it a point on the show for it to show it. And they didn't make any verbal mention of it. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, last night was really good. I don't know why Rico's stopping by. <laughs> like you know, well, I think he pities her and he likes to look at her, but she also probably makes him he feel also go worth, to a strip club again. worth. Like she makes him feel like he's uh, such a man and so forth because he's providing right. for. It's probably the reason why he's doing it. I just I was like, I don't know, um, stuff like this. There's like a mutual relationship, you know. Rico's supposed to be getting some, and he's supposed to be paying for all of this. Um, or you're looking at me like that. I'm sorry. What did you say? I'm saying usually in a situation like this, mm-hmm. it from what it looks like, Rico's just being a friend. Mm-hmm. They're not even intimate. Mm-hmm. Usually in a situation like this, like they're sleeping together and yeah. Rico is being like a sugar daddy of sorts. Yeah. Um, I just really don't know why Rico's doing what he do what he's doing. I know, but fifteen hundred dollars is gonna go noticed. It's gonna go well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just yeah. waiting for her to look at that bank account. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that. Um, <laughs> the dream Rico has in the prep room. Again, with, with, with the, the preface that this show is death, funeral home, we saw a girl, young girl, what was she, 13 on the prep room table. That imagery of her as Jesus with the blood coming out from that, her breast. I thought that was Sophia. Who did I say? You said the 13-year-old girl. No, no, no I, said, I said we saw the face of the, like saying this show is, shows you some dirty, dirty things. Mm-hmm. People in the prep room and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought it was rather gory. Kind of had shock value to me to see her, Sophia as Jesus, okay, with yeah. blood under her breast. I was like, yeah. "Whoa, that's I've never seen that before." Like, again, yeah, it's all imagery, but it's all in Rico's head. Like, mm-hmm. that's what he's thinking of. Um, help me out with with the characters here. Sophia plays Jesus, and who else? And Mary Magdalene, right? So then, who does Vanessa play? Mother Mary. Really? Okay, I think so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, in that scene. Didn't Mary Magdalene wash Jesus's feet or did Jesus wash her feet? I forgot. Well, in the scene, obviously, Sophia washes yeah. Rico's feet which with oil from the Tylenol bottle, uh-huh. which I thought was <laughs> really yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have here. It was oddly, ironically, darkly humorous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that blood was, yeah. Um, that kind of wraps up their storyline. Yeah. Uh, to move to Claire, Russell and Edie. Um, Claire's with Anita again, planning to go to whatever Jimmy's thing is. And Russell has a mustache. Yeah, he has a porn stash. Yeah, your nay on his porn stash. <laughs> nay. What? Ew. Really? Oh man. Kind of like it. You used to have one of those. Not. I Oof. get. I get too. I, I want to do it, and I get too scared because you like, make me very uncomfortable when you come to work with a porn stash. Yeah. I don't like it. You just solidify. <laughs> I'm gonna have it. I don't like it. Yes. I get very uncomfortable with you. I have. I definitely have a porn stash <laughs> when I when I do it up. Um. I'm going to oh, have yeah. them start a new rule that says you can't have facial hair. <laughs> so you don't do this. No, I'm definitely the porn Ugh. stash. Uh, uh, at Jimmy's thing. Um, sort of, uh, I mean, sort of the same storyline with uh, uh, Keith and David. Like, it's sort of building up. <laughs> We're watching Anita just shake on, on Russell. Um but I mean, basically, what happens is Claire is becoming more out with the old, in with the new, and we see that how interested she is in that Edie. Is it is this episode, the prior episode, and it's definitely this episode where uh, she finds her making out with another girl on a bed, mm-hmm. and you could just tell how interested Claire is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Russell was here just to be like how old and stale he is, and kind of like how her past life is, and Edie is just like. All fucking brand new, yes, you know, and innovative yes. and all this stuff. Yes. Just even the way he's singing. That, just that, that was like, awful. That stoop, like, but that was intentionally. And then Edie just goes on there pretending. And you know, everybody's watching her. Yeah. She's a superstar. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again, I just have here that during the yard sale, you know, it's not really <laughs> subtle, but, um, you know, she literally brings up the idea of burning everything. Uh, and I feel like we blew that past that so quick well it was a I dull mean, episode no did wait are we going to talk about the, the burning uh i mean it's at the end and we're somewhat to the end mm-hmm. let me just double check that we didn't we went over everything yeah i mean we kind of blew past this it, episode. it was a quick episode there's some things happening there's not much happening it was a dull but i just thought there was a lot of like i told you there's a lot of meaning behind things. Can you bring up some more? No. Because no. okay. I already told them all to you. Just not on air, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess for all that being said, one of the things I always think about when I think of season four is this finale scene where they have this big burning and everything. Um, <laughs> so I did look up. Okay, so I just had my notes. Uh, I did look up what an actual folly ado is. George has it as two people mistaken a moment of momentary insanity for love. And what it actually means is is a mental disorder that two people share and experience at the same time. For example, if you and your best friend are convinced that her dog can speak English, it may be a folly at two. <laughs> is this a dig at me or something? <laughs> is this a dig at me? Wow, you're really on me tonight I again. I swear on anything again, if you look up on the internet... Google, it's probably the second or third hit. That mm. is the example to give to you. And while reading it, I said, oh, my God. <laughs> Duncan's totally going to yell at me later. Duncan's um, from uh, Puerto Rico. He's bilingual. What? <laughs> yes. He's a- okay, I'm done. Thank you. Um, so ev- what everyone's doing here is burning their stuff. And, you know, is it temporary? Because it just sort of feels like, I don't know, the idea of like, no matter what you do with your past, it's always there with you. Oh, yes. You could, you could right now, I could pack up everything today, sell everything. I can move to wherever, mm-hmm. Russia. I still have all my past with me. Like, I'm you still yeah. this You amazed, can't run from your past. Yeah, right. Um, so, I don't know. I just, did you think it was temporary? I guess, what was your take on this whole final scene although oh, it, i thought it was kind of i thought it was cheesy with the whole oh, putting really? the boom no i didn't think it was cheesy cheesy okay just one cheesy just what not cheesy? a double cheeseburger but just like when she went when, like when she <laughs> when she uh-huh. ran upstairs and took the speaker mm-hmm. and played the music i thought mm-hmm. uh okay mm-hmm. and then i just i just found it i don't know but it it definitely they're 
I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Mm-hmm. I understand the the burning scene, uh, but that's all going to still be there when it's done. Let me say this for both of us. I think this has been... We're saying this for both of us. I'm not pointing my finger at you. I think this has been one of the worst podcasts we've ever created. I, think, I don't I think, think this show gave us much. I don't think the episode gave us much. I know. I'm, we're like trying I'm to do it. I'm with you. I'm with you. I know. I was feeling that. I didn't want to tell you. I was going to text you then and be like, yeah, this is kind of bad. Yeah, I'm with you. I we This is this is the worst episode. No, this is the worst episode. You claimed is- the worst episode that you had done was... The one with daddy and fuck, I can't even look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when you say daddy. <laughs> um, this is this is awful. Yeah, this is yeah. really bad. Sorry, guys. If we Make, had contracts. If we had contracts, <laughs> they would, I'd they be. They would restructure them. <laughs> this uh, was a bad, it was a bad, yeah. was a bad one. Let me just add two things to try and um, somewhat make it better. Actually, I have three things. Um, when Nate and, well, I like when, the, when Nate arrives, the way he just looks and he knows what he's about to do. Like, you know, I like, I like the way he acts. Um, Claire mentions the coach house. Mm-hmm. Um, why am I bringing that up? Oh, when we watched the episode, my girlfriend asked, what's the coach house? Uh, have you ever lived in a funeral home in a coach house? Uh, no, the funeral home I did live in did have a coach house. They, yeah, but I oh, lived upstairs. Yeah. Just, just to explain what a coach house is, is where the, the coach or the hearse is, the hearse is parked. And usually there's like an apartment or something upstairs where yeah. exactly where Nate lives. It's just above where the the, the, cur- the coach or the hearse is parked. Anything else on this episode before I move to the <sighs> other final thing I had for this episode? Oh, what do you have? Okay, yeah. Just, <laughs> just end this soon. Please end don't this, ever... You end think, this as soon as possible. Do you think we're going to lose any listeners? I think we're going to get taken off the air. Even oh, though... <laughs> that my heart is breaking. I do have a question. Oh, God. That someone sent in. Oh, oh, okay. You look at you. Yay! Yeah. Greatest episode ever. <laughs> greatest episode ever. Uh, I had a, a, a fellow Bruce from Manhattan write in. The The short of it was, I think, what made you guys get into the field? Now, I don't know if he meant the podcasting field or the <laughs> funeral industry field. You know, he meant the funeral well, industry. Well, let's, 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 let's hear your response. My response? Um... You know, it's funny. We were talking about this today. Remember? We went to mortuary uh, this week. We yeah. We went to mortuary school. Uh, blank. Well, I guess the long the long version of it. Graduated high school. Had no way. Well, no, actually. Yes. Let me go back. My mother died when I was very young. And at her funeral service, I became interested in like what was going on. Everything behind the scenes. Um, graduated high school. Didn't know what I wanted to do. I did one semester at like a local college. I legit had a 0.7 GPA, <laughs> which if you tried, you couldn't do that. Like just by showing up, you'd yeah. get like a 1.5 yeah. GPA. I got a 0.7 and it was just like, yeah, I'm going to have to do something with my life because I was kind of, I wasn't, I, I, you know, it's funny too. I wasn't even like going down a bad, I was just playing video games all day. <laughs> it's kind of still like you do yeah. on your days off. Yeah. That's kind of all still what I do. Um, but so I went to mortuary school. Kind of like we were talking this week. I didn't know a damn thing about it. Um, and that's really it. I just, I kind of like fell into it. Yeah. Not in the way most people fall into it. Um, when I went to mortuary school, I remember, I remember, God, I could look up the date. I got all my paperwork because the Baltimore Ravens were playing the Tennessee Titans in the 2003 playoffs, which was now 2004. And I think it was like the first Saturday in January. And by that Super Bowl, so like a month later, I was already enrolled and in classes. Mm-hmm. Like literally a month. Yeah. And, you know, not even knowing she just changed my entire life. Um, yeah. And then got out of school. Well, I went to school in Pittsburgh. And P-Berg. Started, yeah, right, represent. Okay. Yeah. This is the worst episode. <laughs> Uh, how did you get into the field? Uh, I just always want, I always wanted to do it in Don't high school. You say always, like even in high school you were like, oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Oh my gosh. Like it's just always, it's so funny in my, um, childhood stuff. Like when one of our pet, a pet passed away or I found like a bird or like a mouse or something, I conduct a funeral service. And yes, I did have death certificates and obituaries. And I <laughs> how have, old a, were you? I think I was like nine, oh, 10. The joke was 34. Oh. <laughs> I was 34. <laughs> So, okay. So anyways, uh, I just thought that I always wanted to do, but I am glad I didn't. I thought I would, when I graduated from high school, I was going to do it, but I'm, I went into another career. I stint with AmeriCorps, another career. And then um, my mom died and um, I moved to Denver and my dad died. And when I came back to 
uh, you guys know that from I talked about it in Brotherhood. My dad died, and then my sister immediately gave birth to the first grandchild. Right. So we were at the funeral home for my dad's memorial service. And um, I just remember the funeral director, the associate, whatever. My sister literally just gave birth to a baby and just lost her father all in the same breath. And um, it was just very painful for her to even be there. And she asked where she asked if she could have some water. And I just remember he pointed at a oh, water fountain this. and yeah. it was the most disgusting thing ever. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it, we legit paid what six or $7,000 for memorial yeah. service and you can't get my sister a cup of water. Yeah. That's when I knew that it was time for me to go into it. Cause wait, I don't want people to be treated like that. Where was this funeral home in South Carolina? Yeah, I was in yeah. South Carolina and I just don't, it, I want to serve families. I want it, to, it's, it's my passion. Death is not my passion. It's being there for families through one of the worst moments of your life. And, and that's how I got into it. That's how we got into it. Yeah. Um, and I went to mortuary school in Atlanta, Gupton Jones, uh-huh. best mortuary school ever. Which is, comes in second place to the <laughs> Pittsburgh Institute of Mortuary Science. And my best friend in mortuary school is from Peaburg. Represent. This is the worst episode. Ever. This is the worst. Uh, if, <laughs> I feel like we owe money to people. <laughs> We're not even getting paid for this, but I, I would feel like, like to we owe apologize money. to everybody listening today. <laughs> wow, so bad. Um, I guess till next week. Please be. If a I don't, if you don't fire me, <laughs> yes, <There's> open auditions. <laughs> and like Celeste says, be here now to uh, audition for it. Uh, I look, you know, it's funny. I'm looking on IMDb just to get what the next week's episode is, and yeah, these episodes are ranked. Listen, this episode on IMDb was ranked 7.9, uh-huh. which is kind of like for a show like this, it's kind of on the lower end. Next week goes down two spots to 7.7, so I think we're going to be in the same position next week. Ugh. But, but, but in table. two weeks, what we do have is that episode. That's my dog. You know what episode that is? No. That's a really good episode with David. Okay. With David, you don't remember what happened. No, that's my dog. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I just putting a, a total cap to this horrible episode. Okay. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week, and I'm so sorry. We're sorry. I thought I was in love a couple of times before with the girl next door, but that was long before I met you. Now I'm sure that I won't forget you. And thank you for listening to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. Listen to this and all episodes at diggingpodcast.com. Join us on the next episode as we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under. Please search and subscribe to us on iTunes under Digging Six Feet Under. It can go stronger every day. How much longer? No one can tell.